Good morning. We'll be studying now the third chapter of Ezat Hashem of Hilchot And this chapter deals with who is obligated to wear tzitzit and the different garments that are obligated uh, for one to put tzitzit on them. A garment that one is obligated to put tzitzit on it that is obligated from the Torah, he It is a garment that has four or more corners. That the dimensions of the garment that is obligated to for one to put tzitzit on it is must be the size that a child can cover his head and the majority of his body, and the child should be the age that he can go to the market by himself and doesn't need anyone to go with him. And the only garment that is obligated for tzitzit is a garment that is made of wool, wool or linen, rather. However, a garment of other types of fabric, however, garments made out of silk or cotton or the fur of, um, of camels or the fur of rabbits or goat hair and other types of fabric that people use to make garments. They, these garments are only, one is only obligated from the hachamim, and it was only ordained to place tzitzit on these, on other, on garments other than wool or linen by the hachamim. In order for the Jewish people to be careful in observing the mitzvah tzitzit, and the garment must be similar to a garment of wool or linen, must have four or more corners, and it must be the size of that we the size that we mentioned before. I want to point out that probably the overwhelming majority of the tzitziot that uh, people have today, tzitzit katan, are not hayav just given the dimensions requirement. Uh, the dimensions requirement, again, are that the, the, the cloth be enough to cover the head and the majority of the body of a child that is old enough to go by himself on the street. Definitely, yeah. And whatever that size might be, it probably isn't, to be honest, the size of the Tait Katan. Thank you, Hami Yaakov. <clears throat> So, and as whenever begadim or clothing is mentioned without specification in the Torah about the type of fabric that it is made, it is either referring to wool or either referring to linen and not any other fabric. <clears throat> Halachagimen. 
Al-Arba kanfot kesutecha. When the Torah mentions in <coughs> in Sefer Devarim the four corners of your garment, Ar Chachamim make a couple of derashot and it teaches us a few different things. Arba velo ba'alat shalosh. The garment needs four corners and not three co corners to be obligated in tzitzit. Imken arba velo ba'alat hamesh. If so, what about a garment that has more than four corners, like five? We said that a garment of more than four, four corners is obligated in tzitzit. <laughs> the end of that verse comes to teach us a garment that you shall wear, even if it has five or more corners. So Harambam is asking rhetorically, why is garment of five obligated but a garment of three is exempt as neither of them have four corners as the pasuk says as five includes four so a garment that has five corners obviously has four corners and therefore is obligated <clears throat> Therefore, when an individual is making a garment with tzitzit for a garment of five or six corners, he only does he only puts the fringes on four on the four farthest corners away from each other, out of the five or six corners, however many. Uh, corners that garment has as a pasuk says you shall put tzitzit on the four corners of your garment <clears throat> a woven woven garment that has leather corners is obligated in if the garment itself was made out of leather and the corners were made out of, were woven of, and made of some kind of material, it is exempt from tzitzit. As we only consider the main part of the garment in regard if it will require tzitzit or not. A garment that is owned by two or more people is obligated in tzitzit. As the Pasuk says, you shall have tzitzit on the corners of your plural garments. The word kesutecha is used in reference to tzitzit only to exclude a borrowed talit. As a borrowed garment is exempt from tzitzit for the first 30 days of ownership, more than 30 days, 30 days and onwards, it is obligated to tzitzit. A, in regard, for a wool garment, we use, we make the white, fring, the fringes of it, out of wool. And the fringes for a linen garment 
it is made from linen. Mimina, we make the fringes from the same type of material as the garment. Ushar begadim, osim lavan shelechon min vamin mimino, gion hote meshi, vichsut meshi, vichute noza, vichsut noza, and any other type of material, the fringes are made out of that type of material. For example, if there was a garment made out of silk, the fringes should be made from silk. And if there was a <coughs> garment made out of goat hair, the fringes should be made out of goat hair. However, if an individual wanted to make the fringes of tzitzit <clears throat> the fringes of tzitzit from wool or linen for any other type of garment, he may do so. As wool or linen satisfy the requirement for a garment that is of its type and of its kind, and also satisfy the requirement for tzitzit for a garment that is not of its kind. <clears throat> meaning other than wool and linen. Beminan, potrin, shelo beminan, and potrin. However, other types of fringes, if they are made from uh, from its type, it is allowed, as you mentioned, silk may be made for, silk fringes may be made for a silk garment. However, a non-silk um, garment, a silk garment, a silk, silk fringes rather, may not be put on a different type of, um, of garment. Halachava. Umahu ose hotet semen bichsuche le fishtan, o hotet fishtan bichsuche le semen. Af al pi shehu lavan levadobe lotechelet. How may one make the fringes of a garment of wool or linen <coughs> on a wool garment, despite the fact that the white is alone without the techelet? According to the law, it is allowed. As the prohibition of mixing wool and linen is permitted for the purposes of tzitzit. As the techelet is made out of a wool string. And we, yeah, we use it with linen. However, why? Is the practice not to do so? As one may make the threads of lavan, the fringes of lavan, from the same material as the garment itself. And any time that you find a place that you have a positive prescription and a negative prescription, if one can fulfill and do both, it should be done. love. However, if it's impossible to do both, the the positive prescription of tzitzit, will come to override the negative prescription of, for example, However, here we can avoid the negative prescription of shatnez and still fulfill the prescription of tzitzit. <clears throat> and this is actually an important principle that the ase is dohe, the lota ase, the positive prescription overrides the negative prescription. And this is only said if both cannot be fulfilled.
הלכה ז', כסות של לפישתן, a linen garment, אין מטילין בת תכלת. We do not put on it a woolen thread of תכלת. אלא עושה הלבן בלבד של חוטי פישתן. Rather, we only put the white fringes alone made out of linen. Not because the tzitzit or the positive prescription is overrided by the negative prescription of shatnez, rather it is a regulation that was instituted by the Chachamim. That an individual may wear, the, wear a garment of linen with the wool thread of techelet. As night is not the time of an individual is obligated to wear tzitzit, and this individual who is wearing the linen garment with the woolen thread of techelet is actually being transgressing the obligation of kilaim, while there is no obligation of tzitzit to override that negative prohibition. שחובת הציצית ביום ולא בלילה, אז the obligation of ציצית is only during the day, not at night. שנאמר וראיתם אותו, as the פסוק says, when you see them, בשעת ראייה, only at the time that one may see, that one has the ability to see, is one obligated in ציצית, that being only during the daytime. בסומה חייב בציצית, and a blind person is obligated Despite the fact that he himself does not see, rather others see him and see the tzitzit on his garment. It is permitted for one to wear tzitzit at night. One may wear tzitzit at night, both during on a weekday or on Shabbat, despite the fact that it is not its proper time. However, he must be careful and may not make a beracha of tzitzit if he is wearing it at night. The issue with Shabbat um, is interesting because one might say that you're carrying the strings and one is prohibited from carrying uh, reshut, carrying in a reshut harabim on Shabbat. However, the fringes on one's garment is not considered carrying, and it is permitted to wear them uh, on Shabbat at night. From when may one say the beracha of tzitzit in the morning? From the time that one can tell the difference between the techelet and the and the white that is on the garment. And how may one, how does one say the beracha of tzitzit? How may one say the beracha? Blessed are you God who distinguished us with his mitzvot and instructed us to wrap ourselves with tzitzit. Just a quick note, there is a beracha uh, that some people say called al mitzvah tzitzit for the talit uh, katan. This does not appear, appear anywhere in the literature of Harambam, does not appear anywhere in the literature of the Gemara, and 
uh, might one might uh, one probably should refrain from uh, saying this beracha. However, there are some poskim, I believe the Rema, who uh, says uh, that one may, sh- should say this beracha on Atilat Katan. Just wanted to point out, does not appear in the literature of Haramba. <coughs> Anytime an individual, um, before he says, before he puts on the garment of tzitzit, with the tzitzit, he makes the beracha before he wraps himself with the tzitzit. As all mitzvot, uh, one must make the beracha before him doing the action of the mitzvah. This has a number of applications uh, from Nero Shabbat to Tefillin to Netilat Yadayim. <clears throat> as we mentioned before. And one does not make the berachal tzitzit during the time of the actual making of the tzitzit and dying of the techelet as the mitzvah, the completion of the mitzvah is only when one wraps himself in it, similar to tefillin. Halachat tet. One may enter the bathroom or bathhouse while wearing tzitzit. If the strings of white or techelet were severed, one may throw them in the garbage as they are don't they don't have intrinsic sanctity to them. In contrast to tefillin or sefer Torah, that they do, and it is prohibited to sell a garment with tzitzit to a goy unless he untied the fringes from them. Not because it has intrinsic kedusha in it, rather, that the goy might wear the garment with the fringes, and a Jew may accompany him as he sees that he has fringes and might think think of him as another Jew. And you might think of him as a Jew, as I mentioned. And the Goy may come to kill the Jew. <clears throat> Women, servants, and young children are exempt from tzitzit, from the Torah. However, the sages prescribe that any child who knows how to put on put on a garment is obligated in tzitzit in order to educate him to do the mitzvot. And women or servants that desire to put on tzitzit may do so, but may not make a beracha. And so too, this is an important principle as well. Any of any mitzvah that a woman wants to do, however, she is exempt from doing it. If she desired to do it, she may do it. If she wishes to do it without making a beracha, we do not object to her doing so. However, she may not make the beracha on, <clears throat> on a mitzvah that she is exempt from doing. Tumtum ve'androginos hayavim bechulan misafek. 
a someone who his we cannot determine his orientation because he has a layer of skin covering his organ. And then Doroginos is someone who is a hermaphrodite, are obligated in <clears throat> in all of in all of the mitzvot in all of the mitzvot that women are not obligated as we are in doubt of their gender. As, and therefore, they do not make a beracha when they do these mitzvot. However, they do um, they do the mitzvah and they do um, whatever they are, whatever the women are prescribed, not whatever women are not prescribed to do. However, they do it again without a beracha. Halacha yod alef. How exactly is the precept of tzitzit fulfilled? Anyone who is obligated in doing the mitzvah. If an individual was obligated, again, wearing tzitzit, wears a garment that is required to have tzitzit on it, meaning a four-cornered garment, he must first put on the fringes of tzitzit and only then wear the garment. However, if he put the garment without putting tzitzit on it, he uh, did not fulfill the mitzvah tzitzit. However, garments that are, um, that are fit to have tzitzit on them, as long as no one's putting them on, rather they are folded and put aside, they are not obligated um, in tzitzit. As the obligation is not on the article of clothing itself, rather it is incumbent on the person who owns the talit and actually wears it. Halacha yod bet. Just because an individual is not obligated to go out and buy a four-cornered garment and wear it in order for him to make the fringes and fulfill the mitzvah tzitzit, it is improper for a pious individual to exempt himself from this mitzvah. Ella, rather, Rather, an individual should, a pious individual should constantly be wrapped with a garment that is obligated in tzitzit in order for him to fulfill this mitzvah. And during the prayer, an individual must be very careful to have tzitzit on him. It is disgraceful for a student of the sages to pray while not being wrapped with tzitzit. An individual should be extremely careful with the mitzvah of tzitzit. As the Torah weighed and valued it and compared it to all the other mitzvot. As the Pasuk says, As when you see the tzitzit, you will be reminded of all of the mitzvot and subsequently you will do 
all of the mitzvot, as the as we mentioned before, the tzitzit should trigger a certain process in one's mind and remind him of all the mitzvot and his responsibility of fulfilling them.